You're listening to the Gov Future podcast, highlighting discussions and insights around innovative technology impacting the public sector. Hear from experts working with and inside the government on ways that technology is shaping the future of the public sector. On this episode, we talk to Jeff Frazier, who is the VP Head of Global Public Sector at Snowflake. We discuss the current data market transition and its impact on governments, the increasing economic impact of data, how data plays a role in emerging technologies such as advanced analytics, AI and ML, and challenges public sector agencies face around data and adopting emerging technologies. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Gov Future Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ron Schmelzer. And thank you again for joining us here on the Gov Future Podcast. Going strong here now for so many episodes, interviewing so many great thought leaders in the public sector who are bringing some really cool innovation technology change. You know, the interesting thing about all these interviews is that you might think, oh, the government is always sort of a late adopter, a slow adopter. That is so not true <laughs> when it comes to technology. We're like, some of these government innovators are well ahead of the curve. And I think these interviews are helping us learn more and share more with you about some of the great things happening with innovation in the public sector. And if this is your first time listening to Gut Future Podcast, you should know that what we do is we interview public sector and innovation community thought leaders on ways that technology is shaping the future of the public sector with our listeners and our Gov Future members. And if you're not familiar with the GovFuture community, GovFuture is the fastest growing community of government innovators. You can learn more at GovFuture.com and we'll link to that in the show notes as well. But as Ron mentioned, we love to interview a wide range of people on this podcast. So if you're hearing the noise in the background, that's because we are here podcasting live at the Data Cloud World Tour in D.C. at the Ronald Reagan Center. And this is a really amazing event hosted by Snowflake who is here providing insights to the technology community in the public sector. That explains a little bit about the noise in the background if you are hearing that right now. And this wouldn't be a Snowflake podcast uh, event without us getting to interview someone from Snowflake. So we're so excited to have with us here today, Jeff Frazier, who is the VP Head of Global Public Sector at Snowflake. Welcome, Jeff, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Kathleen, and thank you, Ron, for hosting us. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at Snowflake, and maybe also give a quick overview of Snowflake for our listeners that might not be familiar. Sure. Uh, my my background in public sector starts with, uh, really, it's my purpose. Uh, I spent about 10 years in the government. Uh, my last stint in the government was with the FBI. Um, and then I was in big tech. I ran a number of businesses at Cisco. Um, and then a global consulting group at Cisco. Then I ran off to Microsoft's public markets. And then uh, it was in private equity. I went, I went back to Cisco, worked for the chairman and his initiatives for countries. And then I spent uh, time on the capital side of, with private equity looking after tech companies that really focus on public sector. So I came to Snowflake about two years ago, or so a little over two years ago, to help them build a category to help serve the largest category in the world is public sector. And um, I came here about two years ago to help do that for them. Okay, great. Well, I think that's pretty awesome. I think that background is very important because we know that there's some unique challenges in making technology and IT work in the public sector. And as a matter of fact, one of the things you talked about in your talk was that there's this transition. There's this data market transition. We're in the middle of this transition. So 
for our listeners who may not have heard that talk, can you really talk about what that data market transition is and sort of its impact on the public sector? Yeah, it's probably best to understand it this way. Um, my, old, my old boss used to say, look, you have to really understand two things. You have to understand which market transition are you in and make certain you don't, you don't do the right thing too long. Otherwise, you'll be disrupted or you'll be outcreated. And if you just look at Snowflake and where we are, it's the fastest growing software company ever, which I didn't know. And it was a very successful public offering. And so when you look at that, like, what is all the commotion? What is all um, the excitement? And I'd go across the tops of enterprise companies and ask them, and I saw a pattern. And this is what the high growth is. It's the efficiency and the impact they have by organizing the world's data in a way that is useful. And when I look at the transition that we're in, it makes complete sense. And it just, it's a pattern that you follow. In 2000, the big, net, the big hit was you know, internet. In 2006, it was, uh, it was mobile. And then 2012, you seem getting smaller. We are squarely in a data transition market. And that's a really important to understand where you are. And if you think about um, what that means is of the top 20 tech companies in the world today, they're data companies. I mean, in fact, if you just look at the top five companies in the world in terms of market cap, maybe with the exception of Aramco, they're all data companies. So you can see the importance of that, where they're situated. And Snowflake as a company um, is one of the leaders in the category that helps with uh, essentially organizing and, and being able to monetize the world's data. There's so much discussion around data, and I think that people are understanding how much data we have now, how much data is you know collected on them on a daily basis, how much data is generated on a daily basis. And so it's having a tremendous impact across the, the world, right? You know, you talk about all of these large organizations really are data companies. So what do you see as the economic impact of data? If you, if you just look at the basic fundamentals um, of value, there's two, two things that are important to understand. That if you think about it, really think about it, data really is the DNA of knowledge. And you're going to see this big knowledge transformation take place and knowledge management with AI. The second is the distance is reducing, meaning this. The distance between acquiring data and making it valuable, that distance is reducing. And it's because of the efficiencies that you put together, like with our data cloud, what we do with Snowflake. So when you understand, I'll give you an illustrative example. And when COVID hit, at the peak of COVID, the, the airlines, many airlines around the world, of course, no one traveled. So they had to go for loans. So the market cap, how we traditionally look at a company, we measure them by their market cap, how many shares they have, how much revenue, and um, et cetera. So in the United States, just with our carriers, our United Airlines and American Airlines, the market cap of those companies were maybe $9 billion and $8 billion, respectively. But the value of the data they had in the rewards programs were $31 billion and $20 billion. And they took loans against the data. So you can see that was the opportunity. So you can see how data is outpacing the value of a traditional, we look at institutions. So institutional value is really, really important as it relates to the data that they have and how useful it can become. That's the key. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And I think that is sort of transformative in many ways, especially for, for public sector agencies that haven't really thought about the value. They don't think necessarily about value of data, but it's clearly there. And especially if we're trying to make use of all these new emerging technologies, which are so heavily data dependent, can't do anything with AI, can't do anything with analytics. You can try to do something with automation, I guess, but like you really can't get very far with data. So, so how are you seeing 
the role, especially coming from Snowflake, in enabling some of these technology transitions and maybe perhaps some unique angles that the public sector is trying to do in adopting uh, data to, to empower those transitions? The first step that we'll see is um, there's a lot of talk about AI, the effects we've had over AI and the impact of it. It's been around for 50 years or better, right? And that NLP technology, et cetera. Now, what's changed is the conversation around the notion of generative, which is the combination of human and machine giving you some sort of human-like intelligence, which is the big change. You cannot achieve anything with that without the power of the data to make that useful. And if you think about 90% of the decisions made in a company are made with unstructured information. And that's where a lot of the AI focus will be in, in enterprise because of um, the enterprise value of the data. It's secure, it's curated, it's known. Uh, you know, and I, that's the trend that we're going to see the focus for the AI efforts around enterprise value data. Um, the largest producer and consumer of data in the world are governments. Now, basic things like weather data, how important that is across uh, commodity trading, weddings, <laughs> think about the whole. Uh, it, so that is a, the role of government plays such a critical path to GDP impact, to small business development, to risk, to democracy, to democratic development, you name it. It's just the value of the data. Governments now are getting really wise in how we create and form relationships. We talk about the value of data all the time, right? And we talk about this D-I-K-U-W pyramid. So data is the foundation upon which all other things are built. So we have data, then information, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. AI and machine learning falls in that knowledge level. So without data, you really can't do anything. So it's one thing to have it, but then you have to extract the value from it. We also talk about how a very large majority, 80 plus percent of an organization's data is unstructured data. So how do you get that value from that data? These are incredibly important questions. And this is where things like artificial intelligence comes into play. So the government and public sector agencies really are no stranger to data. We all know that they have so much of it. So what are some of the challenges that you've seen public sector agencies face around data and adopting those emerging technologies? It, it, it's not an it's not an elegant trade-off. You have to have a mix of a number of things. One, you have to have the skills. Two, you have to have the leadership imperative to want to do uh, and understand how to make useful uh, data. And and then three, you have to have the um, basis and understanding of how to you want to have the visions want to take data to a place that's going to make your 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 charter successful. And um, now with what Snowflake has done is made the data easier and and more readily accessible so you can start making choices and you learn and you ask questions that haven't been previously asked i think that's part of the learning so the big shift is from learning to prediction that's where the big shift will be and ai will bring promise to the second part of that the first part will be boring and valuable and that's what we're seeing, the efficiency gains alone and the ability to have a natural ecosystems. And what I'm seeing institutions, whether they're the government or whether they're enterprise, they have three variables that are really, really important. One, they have their digital through and through. Two, they have data at the core of their own operating model. And then three, they, quote, go to market with ecosystems. 
if you think about um, for advantage, if you think about governments, they have naturally built ecosystems. They have a natural, they have a natural mission to share and collaborate, but they've been blocked because of legacy, lack of modernization. That that efficiencies and cloud efficiencies and the data efficiencies are coming to that category. That's what gets us really excited. Yeah, it's really interesting because even some of the more basic applications, you might be thinking of like. Applicate, you know, especially during the pandemic, it impacted so much stuff. One, all these new processes had to be set up that were not around, you know, for everything from loan relief to, you know, unemployment claims to healthcare. So, on that, on the one hand, and on the other hand, we had a government at the public sector that was working remote. And the combination of these two factors was like such a crucible for. Say, okay, I guess it's time to invest in automation. It's time to invest in all these other technologies which are going to help us. And it was sort of like this unique challenge. And now that we're there, we kind of we kind of already sort of crossed that uh, Rubicon, if it will. We're not going back to like, I, well, I guess we're going to put everybody back in the agency. We're going to go back to the old processes. Those days are hopefully behind us, which now we're kind of fortunate in some ways uh, for that outcome. So maybe you, let's talk a little about some of those unique benefits because... We, we all interact with governments at the federal, state, local level. Uh, we use them for benefits, for services, for our own daily lives. So what are some of the unique ways, some of the perhaps unique benefits that you've been seeing in the ways that these public sector agencies have been leveraging some of these data-driven uh, products and services? If you look at the, I think the, we always say government lags GDP by 18 months, so to speak. You know, it's an old industry kind of um, trend where... They let the, the the commercial enterprise kind of leads in a new category called new new market, new area, and uh, then you have this like ten percent of, of leaders within roughly ten percent of leaders within government want to take those risks and want to be the risk takers we call them, and we're now in the second wave of the bell curve of saying okay, we've taken the risk, we've seen all the efficiencies and benefits of cloud technology, now we have a data layer that's multi-cloud, super important because. Your ecosystems are not one. They're many. So how do I benefit with the ecosystems that I work with to share, uh, to uh, collaborate, and to learn? So if I just think of simple, useful things around how how students are learning, if I look at how, um, look, I can now take all the data and information I have within my university, and I can look at my university relations different. I can look at fundraising different. It's a 3D view of the world with your data. We live in a 3D world. Why can't our decision? So we're seeing the, um, I spent some time with Robin Chase years ago who built Zipcar. It's super fascinating. I asked her, hey, why did you build Zipcar? She was a professor. And I asked her why she did that. I thought it was going to be different answers. She said, I want to take the excess capacity out of our market. And I thought that was really interesting. So when I look at, here comes along a snowflake. It's to say, look, we're going to take this whole latency out of a, a market area that makes it that much more efficient and valuable for you to organize and get smart. And your discovery will change. You will learn differently and you will share differently. So we're seeing a tick up in data sharing and a tick up where others now are working together in different ways they never thought they would do that. Whether it's looking at foster care with kids, credentialing them and the people who look after them to make them safe. I mean, it just so the spectrum goes across from healthcare and fraud, what we're seeing in billing and uh, and uh, misbilling and everything else, and the latency we're taking out of that. 
And we're early in the innings of this. And this is what gets us really, really excited. This gets us so excited too. Our podcast has always a theme around data, no matter what topic we're talking about, because data is so critical to everything. And we love when people can share use cases and examples and how this is actually impacting in the real world. Because it's one thing to talk about it in theory, but it's another thing to say, no, this had a direct impact. This is why it's so important. And that's why I loved all of your examples today. And this has been such a wonderful podcast. Before we wrap up, we always like to ask one final question to all of our guests, because you're able to bring in such a unique perspective. And you have had a wonderful perspective with both public and private sector experience. What do you see or hope to see as the future of technology and innovation in the government? I hope to see, boy, what a really thoughtful question. I hope to see that we can, one, to create the conditions that we're able to get on top of a balcony and look down and say, where are we? And then how do we create the conditions that we can usher in and bring in new technologies and not overthink um, or overregulate or underregulate? It goes like this. We live in a world that has principles around um, democratically developed principles. We have allies and we have partners. And those entities that don't, um, who oppress people. So when you think about the world of data and how it means to form relationships, on how it changes the rules of diplomacy, how it affects GDP and how it looks at small businesses who can thrive. I hope that the government understands the role and impact of data to look at how the 890 million people who wake up every day and go off to serve, protect, educate, or heal. It makes their lives easier and it, it makes the conditions around them uh, in a much more safer and a just place. I get excited about that. Well, that's great. Everybody loves justice everybody loves <laughs> it's true we all love justice. we all love like you know governments are more effective more efficient more responsive and it and it's kind of interesting to think about sort of data's role and all that it's kind of an interesting perspective because you're right he who has or they who have the monopoly in data or the lack of data make decisions on behalf of others who may not have that advantage so I, uh, we always like transparency we like data sharing and uh well, I think this has been fantastic. I think thank you so much for sharing all these great insights on the Get Future podcast. Thank you for hosting me. And it's been a lovely event. And I appreciate what you do. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. This was a wonderful discussion. And we've got great resources for our listeners if you're looking to get more insight and details on a range of technology that we discussed and other topics as well. Go to govfuture.com slash resources to check out the content that we have tailored just for you, our GovFuture listeners. Also, become a member of GovFuture if you haven't already to take advantage of all that the community has to offer, including access to a diverse network of government innovators, opportunities to collaborate with different government agencies, exclusive access to events, resources, and a platform to have a voice in shaping the future of government innovation. Go to govfuture.com slash join, and I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already to get notified of all of our upcoming episodes. We've recorded a number at this Snowflake event, and we're excited to release all of them. So definitely stay subscribed so you know when they come out. And also make sure to rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. To view this episode's show notes, find additional episodes, subscribe to this podcast, and join the fastest-growing community of government innovators. 
go to govfuture.com slash podcast. This sound recording and its contents are copyright GovFuture, all rights reserved. Music by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening to the GovFuture podcast and catch you at the next episode. 